0: Welcome to the Follow Me podcast. I'm Allie Grant, the founder of Be Social. Each week, we're inviting influencers, entrepreneurs, and the digitally savvy to share their social media story. We're going to break down how they've grown a business through their social footprint. Join us by following along on their journey. Hey guys, it's Allie with the Follow Me podcast. Have to apologize for our like major hiatus. Things got crazy busy at work at B Social, my main job. So we kind of had to take a break. So thankful that things are busy, but it basically meant that I really didn't have time to carve out to record the podcast and focus on it. So glad I'm here today recording and getting back into it. So, going to start off today's episode with what I saw on the internet. I don't know if I've talked about this recently, but I have been really into Clubhouse recently. And I just feel like there's so many good tidbits of information that I'm learning. So I don't know if you guys have been joining them. And I think as a company or as Be social, we're going to be launching a summer series of different Clubhouse topics from PR and TikTok and all the things. So I'm super excited to get that going. And then on top of that, I feel like my entire Instagram feed is literally about the friends reunion. So I am super excited to see what they have up their sleeves. I actually was like never a major friends fan. Um, I got into like later on, literally right when they took it off Netflix. (laughs) So I actually haven't seen all the episodes. So excited to see what this is all about. But it's literally been all over my Instagram. So I guess the people I follow are really into it. But let's get into today's guest. I am super excited. Raimi Ishizuka is an LA-based health and wellness expert. In 2012, Rami created her blog as a place to document and share her daily breakfast goals and her newfound passion for eating healthy. Today, her blog and social channels have become her way to connect with her pancake fam, sharing all things fitness, food, lifestyle, and wellness making her channels a place for her community to access her daily fitness routines, healthy recipes, skincare tips, and love for her pups. And now she is Bodies with her boyfriend, Nate, which I'm super excited that both of them joined us today. So let's get into this episode. Hi, Ramey. Hi, Nate. Hi. Hello. I'm so excited you guys are doing this. And this is your first podcast.
1: It is, but I feel very comfortable because it's with
0: you. Yeah, I know. This conversation is going to be great. Okay, well, we start every podcast the same. And I'm so curious if you know the answer to this, but do you know your very first Instagram post you posted ever? Yes, I do. You do? Oh my gosh! Well, I cheated
1: because Natalie told me ahead of time.
0: Oh my gosh! What a (laughs) cheater! Okay,
1: (laughs) it brought back many memories for sure. Oh, is that monkey? Yes. So he was. So that was ten years ago. Um, So he was just like a baby, and I remember that was when I came home from a club drunk. And I was stumbling down the steps and Monkey was just chilling, like the wise turtle that he is. And so I just snapped a pic while he was sleeping and posted it. And it has that crazy filter on it. Yep,
0: that literally everyone has that I talked to, which is so funny. It's like we made it so crazy looking and then we put borders on it because originally it was just like a photo filtering app. Like You didn't really care about what you posted, which is so funny. That is so crazy. So that is 10 years ago. So can you, and Nate, I'm curious too, like what was your life like 10 years ago? What were you guys doing?
1: Well, at that time, I had just finished college. I started my first job at a fashion design company and I was wearing many hats. I was in PR, I was his executive assistant. I was also visual merchandiser and jewelry buyer. I'm sure hmm. I'm forgetting some more things, but I did it all and it was very, very stressful. And so on the weekends, I just remember like, I want to go out. I want to go clubbing, call the girlfriend, <laughs> I wanna go out with me, drink. I lived at my parents' house. So okay, I would come home late at night, sneak back in and... You know, wake up really late, mm-hmm. and I was kind of like on repeat, and I would dread Sundays because work started Monday, and it was, yep. it was honestly the worst.
0: But Like you sleeping in is like you don't do that <laughs> anymore, so that's crazy. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I don't. I mean, Nate had a really positive influence on me too with all that because he wakes up at what time? two thirty a.m., three a.m. every day. Oh, this
0: is so crazy. You need to walk us through this, Nate.
2: Yeah, three a.m. wake up every day. I haven't used. I haven't used an alarm clock in years. I don't, I just, Mm -hmm. my body just snaps directly awake at 3 a.m. And that's my quiet time. That's my working time. I uh, actually, I think I just read an article on, I think it was like Bloomberg or something. And they are really highlighting how the pandemic has really, you know, revolutionized the way a lot of people are working since they're working from home and Mm -hmm. whatnot. It's highlighted how, you know, people are, fine-tuned and they're wired differently where they're they're more cognitively you know tuned in at different times of the day and for some reason mm-hmm. at three, four, five, six, seven a.m, like that's my block of my most like creative and productive mm-hmm. time of the day. So I go And with
0: Raimi's it. not up yet, right?
2: <laughs> no, I get a couple hours head start on her every day, which is it's it's kind of good because that allows me to kind of set the tone and have my quiet time because her and I are total opposites in that regard, where she can, mm-hmm. you know, be on top of me twenty-four seven, but like I need a little bit of quiet alone time every, one, every mm-hmm. once in a while. So that, that helps with that.
0: Yeah, I love that. You use your alone time to sort of recharge. I feel like that I need that sometimes too. So Nate, where were you ten years ago? Like what was your life like? What were you doing?
2: Two thousand eleven, I would have been somewhere in southern Afghanistan. Yep, that's where I would have been 10 years ago. Well,
1: your first photo on Instagram is you in a dirt hole with your other squad members. So, Can you tell us what that picture was about?
2: Yeah, so that was my squad in Treknawa, Afghanistan. And that that picture was actually taken right after a really, really, probably the gnarliest firefight that we ever got into, which subsequently was actually one of our first firefights that we ever got into, too. So it was probably the gnarliest and the first. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, we were just kind of posted up, having a smoke break. Well, everybody else in my squad was smoking, and I was kind of just hanging out with them. We're just posted up on a wall, hanging Mm -hmm. out, like having having a little laugh to ease the tension.
0: So you were in the military, and how long were you in the military for?
2: So I did five years in the Marine Corps
0: after those five years, did you move to Los Angeles or where did you go from there?
2: I had a, a bit of a rough getting out of the Marine Corps. It wasn't the smoothest transition. I was coming off of a deployment pretty, pretty soon on. And then I became a civilian probably within 20 to 25 days after my deployment. So I was kind of still trying to settle in and it, it kind of comes abrupt. You don't really realize that after five years of having that that structure, that discipline of somebody telling you where to be, what you're gonna eat, what to wear, mm-hmm. like how to think, everything to do. And then one day they just they hand you some papers and they're like, okay, you're a civilian now, get out of here. So I just mm-hmm. I I knew I wanted to do something in fitness. I I hadn't really got that far into it yet, but mm-hmm. I just packed up my sea bag, tossed it in my car. And I knew there were fit people in Los Angeles, so (laughs) I had had nowhere else to go, really. So I just drove from Camp Pendleton up to Mm -hmm. Los Angeles, and I started slinging it, homeless for a little bit, and the rest is history. Wow.
0: You were actually homeless? Yep.
2: I was actually homeless, yes. He
0: was sleeping
1: on Venice Beach.
0: Oh, my gosh. So how did you begin this fitness career and journey? Like You have to get credentials, right? Which costs money and takes time. You have to go to school. How did you get into that?
2: So one of my deployments that was actually a MEW and a MEW is just essentially you get on a boat with the Navy and you float around the ocean and you have to literally just sit at certain places in the ocean. It's incredibly boring because you're just sitting there. You, so I started picking up books and, and reading books. I read the, the NASM and the ISSA certification mm-hmm. books to be a personal trainer. I took the tests. I also read the ACE book, the American Council on uh, Strength and Exercise, took that test. Mm -hmm. And so I got those certifications, but I haven't used a single one of those certifications for anything that Mm -hmm. I've ever done, really. They're just kind of there. So I got the certifications, but really a lot of my drive and my passion for, for fitness just came through trial and error and just doing it and working with such a broad array of humans.
0: So you started training people. And then did you have like a little business going where you were or little or big? I don't know. But people were paying you to train them at that point.
2: I actually I I tried to go to college for a little bit after I got out of the Marines. That wasn't the most excellent. So part time I was posting ads on Craigslist to find people to train to do personal training with. And I was training people for $20 a session. I was riding a bicycle Mm. to get to my clients. I was all over Los Angeles, just make it 20 bucks to train whoever, whoever wanted to train with me, whoever could train with me.
1: And of course, like while he was going to school on his bicycle after training clients, like he gets hit by a taxi cab. And he goes flying into oh, the, the front dashboard. And the guy was like, oh my God, are you okay? Are you okay? He just gets up, picks up his bikes, which is in pieces. And he's like, I'm fine. I'm fine. And he just left. No. Yeah. Oh
0: my God.
1: It. Well, <laughs>
2: uh, I mean.
1: Mate. I no.
2: I, so so I, I, I very quickly realized that having a car in LA was a very, very bad thing. And so I got rid of my car pocketed some cash and I just bought a nice bicycle. Like a nice bicycle for me was like, I think it was like a thousand dollar bicycle and that was my transportation. I would ride it to school. I'd ride it to my clients, everything. And then, so yeah, I was riding my bicycle to college one day and a taxi cab drilled me. I went through the windshield, literally through the windshield. And I was just, I, I didn't really, I wasn't hurt. I really wasn't hurt. So then I just, I was pissed Mm because I thought that my bicycle, well, my bicycle was ruined. I was like, God damn it. I'm gonna have to buy a new bicycle now. So I picked Mm -hmm. it up and I just start walking. But somebody stopped me on the sidewalk, like, you know, 200 yards away. and was like, Hey, you gotta, you gotta wait. They're sending an ambulance, the police. I'm like, no, I don't have time. I gotta go to school. Anyway, they, they just, they took down my information. I went straight to school within 20 minutes. I'm getting, I'm getting phone calls from bell cab company. And they're Mm -hmm. like, are you okay? Are you sure you're Okay. And I was like, "Yeah, like I, I can't be on the phone right now. I need to be in class." They're like, "Listen, mm-hmm. if you're okay, we want to we want to come and meet you. We're, we'll cut you a check so that you could go buy a new bicycle." And I was uh-huh. like, "Okay, my bicycle cost a thousand dollars. If you guys could give me a thousand dollars, I'll be really happy." <laughs> so, you know, within twenty minutes, they came and met me at a Starbucks
1: and cut uh-huh. me
2: a check for a thousand bucks.
1: That could have been way more than that. Yeah, I mean,
0: I'm sure they were so stressed out just because that's such a big liability for them. Like one of their drivers literally hitting you. Oh, my gosh.
1: Literally.
0: (laughs) Oy, that's wild. And then at the same time you were training people, were you training dogs? Because isn't that how you met Raimi?
2: So there's probably about what like a four, four, five year gap there. So that's about mm. four years. That bicycle riding Nate and, and
0: she's <laughs> b- like, like motorcycle Nate, right? right. <laughs> big One, upgrade.
2: The funny, the funny part of that story is whenever Bell Cab Company came and cut me that check, I took that check. And I went on Craigslist and I bought a motorcycle, cash. Mm. And so then I made the transition from a bicycle to a motorcycle. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, the bicycle riding Nate was about four years before meeting Randy.
0: Okay. And so you're a motorcycle Nate by then?
2: Yes, correct.
0: And then why did you start training dogs?
2: Oh, man. We're, I mean, we're there's a big, big, big jump there. Um <laughs>
0: <laughs> we only have like 25 minutes Nate we have to, <laughs> we have to jump through.
2: <laughs> I thought this was going to be more highlighting Ramy. I'm not trying to steal her light. Anyway, I mean I guess I guess she's more she's more the light of this instance anyway whenever I'm yeah, training. Yeah,
0: we'll bring her back in. We'll bring her back in. I
2: mean, I mean whenever I'm training dogs she was like I guess she was like the light that came in. I was in a pretty dark oh. place at that time and um mm. I had a lot I mean as, as from the start of this, you know, I, I served in the Marines. And whenever I became a civilian, I kind of swept a lot of things under the rugs. Never really addressed anything. And so mm-hmm. you know, four, four or five years, six years passed by. And I'm just kind of, uh, I was in a kind of dark place training dogs. And then mm-hmm. I met Ramey at that point.
0: Aww, and Ramey, you were bringing Juno there? Simba. So
1: Simba is my oh, white shepherd. Okay. And then Nate had a black German shepherd, which was his and okay. yep that's how oh, he- Simba. Simba okay because
0: you had just like adopted Simba who was like your neighbor's dog yeah. and you were bringing him there to train okay and so you meet Nate and you're like immediately like smitten right I feel like I remember that
1: like what is with this guy he's so different his energy just he's hot too like I want to know more <laughs>
0: He's like this big muscle man that drives a motorcycle and trains dogs and people. (laughs) You're like, dream man. And you, during that time, you're kind of like in the middle of your influencing career, which we sort of didn't go through. But you were working with brands. You're really, your following is growing. But to get to that point, do you want to talk a little bit about that? Because... It's funny cuz you and I we started working together it's been like more than 5 years we've worked together which is so crazy. So it was kind of in the start of my business and the start of your business. And I think that we had we'd been working together with like some of the brands we worked with I want to say and that's how we got introduced and then I think someone on my team I want to say Monica uh, do you remember Monica Chang?
1: Yes, I do. Yeah,
0: she was Aww. like, you you need to look at this Raimi girl. Like, I feel like she has really amazing content. And I was like, "Ooh, I love her. Like, let's go and talk to her. I think that's how we initially started chatting with you, which is so funny. But you were mostly posting bowls, I think at that time, and you were starting yeah. to weave in more like lifestyle content. So can you walk us through sort of that like progression of starting with the bowls and now being this influencer now? Yeah. <laughs> Big time influencer?
1: Yeah. So it was all bowls at first. I never showed my face. And I posted one new recipe every single day on my Instagram while working full-time job nine to five at an interior design firm. And I had this all schedule laid out. Like I would wake up at 7 a.m., you know, create the bowl, make it pretty, go downstairs on the elevator with my cutting board and bowl on there, all perfectly plated, and then shoot it in the lobby of my studio at the time. And Mm -hmm. then I just would post that to Instagram. And then I would go work out and I did BBG at that time.
0: Oh, yeah, you were so into BBG. I remember that. Mm -hmm.
1: And so that was the routine I did every day before 9am. And it just was so exciting and new to me because I've always been active, but I've never actually ate healthy or got into like, I don't know, superfoods and things like that. So feeling my body in this way was really rewarding. And I did it every day for two years straight so 365 times two whatever the math is that's how many different bowls I posted on my Instagram feed mm-hmm. and that just like people started to really know me for that and they've come to my page to to get inspired to try new things to make new breakfasts and mm-hmm. it just launched from there and as in the meantime in the back end I was also working out but I just never showed my routine or showed my progress mm-hmm. until 12 weeks of doing BBG and I had this transformation photo I shared. And from that point, people were like, what are you doing? Like, can you share your routine more? How are you working out and eating healthy? Share that more. So I decided to change my content a little bit, share more of my workouts. And then that turned into, well, I spend time, you know, glowing from the inside out. But I also use this and this and this for skincare. I'm going to start Mm -hmm. sharing that. These are the shoes I love. You know, it just became lifestyle slowly and slowly. And now I do all things wellness.
0: And you've really, I mean, you have so many followers now. And how do you feel originally how you got that following? Was it a lot of from the bowls, the BBG group, a mixture of things?
1: My first gain of following was when Kayla Itzenis posted my progress photo the next morning when she mm-hmm. saw it. I mm-hmm. got 10k overnight. Literally, it was no. so exciting. <laughs> yeah, it was the back in the day when like a big account would post yes. mm-hmm. and thousands, thousands, of followers easily. So that was a great push for me, and I like lived and breathed Kayla. So it was just easy yeah, remember to connect that. with everybody. Yeah. And from there, I kept growing, growing. It was very easy to grow, like 10K per month, just posting recipes every day. And then I think when I met Nate was when I had a lull, actually. I I wasn't growing anymore. I was even losing. Yeah,
0: that's like sort of what happened to kind of everyone. It's like you don't grow as easily anymore. It's very difficult. Mm
1: -hmm. It's so saturated. So it's really hard to like stand out. But when I met Nate, I was telling him like, you know, I'm feeling a bit like, lol I'm feeling unmotivated myself I had just remodeled the whole house and the kitchen took forever like six months without a kitchen I was ordering postmates every single day so I wasn't really living and breathing that healthy lifestyle so I felt almost guilty for it and it like showed with like you know when you're passionate about something, people can sense that and they want to follow along and you know they're inspired. But at this point, I just felt very like, oh, I need some new motivation. And that's when I met Nate.
0: And then at what point did you kind of have the light bulb idea of like, let's do content together. Let's build this business together.
1: Well, I think it really happened over 2020 during COVID where we really collaborated with each other and, and did something about it. Because a year before that, we actually had an idea to do a fitness program together. We were going to do an ebook though, and we were going to focus it on booty. So he had actually written the entire programming on paper. It was like 40 pages long, ready to go, just needed graphic design and put it together in a PDF, but it just sat like n- n- nothing ever happened with it. Mm-hmm. And I think that it was a blessing in disguise because the right timing came around in COVID when it was like, well, everyone is looking for a new normal, a, a new routine. How could we share our workouts with as many people as possible? So we just decided to turn on Instagram Live and do one an hour workout with everyone. And it was from there that we were like, wow, people love this. We loved yep. it. So let's just do this again tomorrow. And we did it again the next day and the next day. And we ended up doing it every single day of COVID, literally three months straight, seven days a week at 9 a.m., minimal equipment. We wanted everyone to be able to join, didn't matter what fitness level you were. And then that consistency, right? It's like I was consistent with posting my bowls five years ago. I grew a lot. Now, again, consistency with, post like you know sharing of something of value people just, you know spread the news like wildfire like I, I grew so much during that time again
0: yeah no you really did and how many people were tuning into the lives
1: I would say it started with like how many 250 and then it grew mm-hmm. to 850 and then wow. after we would post it on IGTV we would get some 2 million views some 60k views on average
0: that is so wild. Mm-hmm. And then,
1: so there was a transition though, right?
0: Like you were doing these free workouts, which was great, but that was like a lot of time, energy. And so there had to be a point in which you're monetized for your efforts, right? Like you can't keep giving away this free content that is so valuable. So when did the idea to create Home Bodies as a subscription model come about?
1: Well, we were getting frustrated ourselves with how IG Live was keep cutting us off and telling us our music was copyrighted and it would just shut off our live and we would get a bunch of spammers coming in, leaving comments and we wanted to provide a better experience. So from that point, so when it started to go a little downhill in that sense, we were like, you know what? Let's make this into an actual program. But we had no idea how to launch a business like that. And I knew that with just me and Nate, Maybe it's just gonna sit again in the back burner, it never happen. So I actually reached out to a business coach who I thought could help us with the launch and and do it right from the start. So that's how that we, we built it from the the ground up the right way.
0: And now there's a website, people can subscribe to your workouts. Mm-hmm. And so how many you call it your pancake fam, right? Like how many people do have involved now with homebodies that are subscribed and working out with you
1: guys? Thousands. Like it's, yeah, it's been amazing and it keeps growing. Mm. Um, People love our challenges. So last year we did set the tone, which was right before the start of the new year. Mm. And we got, oh my gosh, we got thousands of people just loving the workouts, you know, doing it with us every day again. And then that cultivated their like, drive to want to keep working out with us. So mm-hmm. they ended up subscribing to homebodies too from there.
0: Oh, I love that. What do you get when you subscribe to Bodies? It's not just workouts, right? Like there's so much more to it, right? You're, it's like you're part of this community that you really can't get anywhere else.
1: Exactly. Like we got through the pandemic together and getting through something that hard together, you really create a bond. And It's through that connection that people want to keep showing up. They don't want to let Nate down. They know he's going to yell at them in the back of their heads. (laughs) Um, Yeah, it's just that feeling of they're doing it every day because we are. We are filming this every single day. So I I can too.
0: So what's next for Homebodies? I know you launched your first product, which was the cards. Mm -hmm. Like, What more do you see coming down the pipeline?
1: Well, right now we're working on our first athletic collection, which is super exciting we're partnering with experts on it so you know cuz we're not apparel experts but we're partnering with our friends who are going to help create it for us and we've we're working on the design right now and we're yeah we're just really excited to get that out there
0: oh i love that and then also like while you're doing home bodies you're also influencing, right? So you're working with brands all the time, creating content for them, partnering. Do you imagine that still being a big part of your day to day and walk us through kind of what that looks like a little
1: bit? Yes, 100%. Like That's my bread and butter. I love doing that. And that will always be there i hope but every week <laughs> i just i just block out the days so maybe one monday will be content creating days for brands and organic content I just shoot all day. Then Tuesday is a homebody's day. So maybe I'll work on some email marketing, strategize. Wednesday, maybe I'll write a bunch of copy. And so I kind of go back and forth on how I spend my time so I can just fully concentrate on one business and be in that
0: focus it's a lot to juggle though right like I don't think people really understand the whole brand partnerships world unless you're really in it and it's very involved and there's like there's so much that you have to do keep on brief it's content it's like you know strategy behind it there's it's very involved (laughs)
1: Exactly, and like you can't just you know hold a hold a product and expect it to like sell. Mm-hmm. You really have to mm-hmm. tell a story. You really have to give value. And mm-hmm. that process is so long. It takes a long time. Yeah.
0: yeah. And now that you've built this community and you are such like an authentic, credible voice in fitness and wellness, do you feel like there's pressure to make sure you're partnering with the right brands and saying no when you have to? A hundred
1: percent. And I think especially last year, I I said no to Oh my gosh, I said I said no a ton last year. Mm-hmm. And I think it's because of the connection that you know we've created through home bodies. I just I want to be as authentic as possible. I want to make sure like people trust me and I don't want to you know, talk about a product that I don't authentically use. Like if you come over to my house, you know, I'm using that electronic toothbrush. I talked about that the hair products are in my shower. Like I'm using the things every day. And I think that's what makes for a great partnership.
0: And that's why I think brands want to work with you all the time because they feel like it is an authentic partnership and it doesn't feel forced. And you do say no when it isn't a fit. Okay, you guys, it's already been 30 minutes. So we're going to do the rapid fire questions. I feel like that went by so quickly. I don't even know if I got the full story. Hopefully I did. So for rapid fire, I'd love for you guys to both answer the question. Maybe Rami, you go first, then Nate. What is a piece of advice that you will never forget?
1: I like this one. Slow is smooth, smooth is fast. Because I am such a hectic, anxiety-driven person. I'm mm. so crazy. I'm just so fast all the time. If I slow down... You know, if I slowed down, I would make less careless mistakes.
0: Mm, that's a good one. I'm the same way. Nate?
2: Never miss a Monday.
0: Ooh. I like that. I like that too. What are your three wellness must-haves?
1: <sighs> Probiotics and prebiotics. Magnesium. And Wait, do you like magnesium?
0: Does it help you sleep?
1: It helps me sleep. It helps me feel like a, like not woozy, but just calm.
0: Okay, I almost got that. I swear I saw it on your Instagram. Um, really love it. it's like the blue bottle, yeah. I need to like do something for like anxiety and sleep, so I was looking into magnesium. Okay, I'll try that.
1: Love that for anxiety, and then prebox, probikes for skin for me, and the healthy indulgence, like Olipop, like a like healthy soda.
0: I like the Stevia soda. Do you like that one?
1: I haven't tried it.
0: Oh, I don't know the name of it, but it's good. Um, Nate.
2: I mean, I would just pick three different types of stimulants. I'm a stimulant junkie. Caffeine, hmm. all three different types of ways. Celsius, espresso shots, and pre-workout. That's my must-haves before I start moving my body.
0: How much coffee do you have in a day?
2: I wouldn't just limit it to coffee. I would just say hmm. stimulants altogether. And okay. uh, the the number is about as many stars are in the sky. I drink a lot, <laughs> a lot of stimulants. It's like it's like. Years in the infantry, it it takes a toll on you and you got to have a Mm. lot to keep you going.
0: I can't really have coffee after 12 or I don't sleep that night. So I don't know. So you can like have coffee or a caffeine or a stimulant at night and still be able to sleep? I mean, I could have it
2: all the way up till probably four. Yeah, about four in the afternoon, evening, and I'd still be able to go to sleep several hours later.
0: Probably because you're working out so hard. Okay, what is your go-to breakfast? Ooh, chia pudding. Mm.
2: Oatmeal, egg whites.
0: Ooh, oatmeal and egg whites? Mix them together.
2: Yeah. I mix them together.
0: Wait, what? No. Oh my gosh. Okay. All right. Maybe I'll try that. And then top tip for wanting to
1: become an influencer. Consistency and bringing something of value every day. Nate.
2: I mean, I can't answer for myself, but I mean, yeah, just from from her. I mean, like we said earlier that the market is so saturated now, I feel like there's a lot of really fake people that they do it for themselves. And if you truly, I mean, it's, 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 it lies in the, in the, the word influencer. What what do you want to influence? Do you want to actually be a positive influence on someone? Do you want to bring somebody value or do you want to do it for yourself? I think if you truly want to be an influencer, you want to be good. You want to bring value to other people. Oh, thank
1: yeah.
0: yeah. Wow mic drop. That was amazing. What's one habit you are leaving behind in 2020?
1: Uh, Okay. Something to do with like my productivity. Like I would do things. Oh yeah, of course. I'm going to stop scrolling right when I wake up.
2: Well, and I've helped
1: you with that. Yep. He takes my phone away every morning at like 3am. So when I wake up, it's not there anymore. And he comes and wakes me up. Oh
0: yeah. I do that too. I like right when I wake up, grab my phone, go on Instagram. And then I'm like, I'm never satisfied with it. It's so pointless.
1: Yeah, just a waste of time. Yeah, uh, And answer.
2: then not, not letting things that are out of your control control you. Focus on only things that you can't control. Mm.
0: That is such a good quote. Oh my gosh, I needed to hear that actually because I feel like I get in my head about things that I can't control. And it's like, yeah, wow. Oh my gosh, another mic drop moment from Nate. <laughs> um, well, this was amazing, you guys. Where can everyone follow you?
1: You yeah, can follow me at Remy. That's R R A Y Y M E,
0: and then R- <laughs> I can never get that right. Oh, and first, no. can I know how and why you picked that handle? Could you just not get your name, or is it because everyone says calls you Remy?
1: It's because everyone calls me R- Remy, and I that was actually my personal Instagram, so I didn't, it didn't matter how I spelled anything.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Would you ever change it?
1: No, I kind of like
0: it. Okay, and Nate,
2: I'm Nate's beard. <laughs> i also i've also had a long hiatus from posting so not now yeah. did you tell them about uh club homebodies
1: well yes and then at club homebodies and uh, okay. homebodies.com
0: okay perfect well thank you guys for doing this i know you have lots to get to for the rest of your day this was amazing so thank you
1: this was so fun thank you Allie. Bye, Allie. All right. love you bye i bye. love you